0: Let's do it. Here we go. (laughs) Well, it's podcast time again. Coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. Catching up with Dr. Louise Lambert, which means we're gonna set the world straight on everything that has to do with the workplace, Canada, flights, academia. What haven't we covered? Lattes, wine.
1: wine. <laughs> yeah, basically it's your grab bag show. Listen to us while you're driving somewhere. Far. Yeah,
0: watch us while you do, you know, watch us while you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> no, you won't fall asleep. Let's hope not oh yeah well okay there we go it's been it's great actually I was I was looking at things and I was, I was trying to figure out how my, what am I how do I address Louise Lambert and I thought okay well you know a professor at Canadian University of Dubai that's coming out not yet, but it's going to happen.
1: It's going to uh, happen, Yeah, yes. okay. I resigned from N- my job. You're
0: still at U- 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 United Arab Emirates University, yes. going to the Canadian University, yep. head of happiness research and policy design. Uh-huh. Um, also the host of A World of Wellbeing, a podcast series.
1: Yes, with Gallup is, yeah. and... Uh Oh gosh, I'm embarrassed. I don't even know the partner. Anyway, <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> uh, also, um, you know, Amazon Author, a year, uh, a new year, a new you, 52 Strategies, still Ta-da! circulating well and yes, it's still it on the list there. People it are is. buying it. You know? yeah. I think more than ever, that publication is needed.
1: I think so. Because we've reached <laughs> that point in time where we're like, what yeah. do we do now?
0: Yeah. And really?
1: happiness is uh, a timely topic.
0: And it's, 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 it's crazy, right? Because as soon as you mention the word happiness, and people kind of go, oh, really?
1: Not that. Uh,
0: yeah, not that again. Let's do we see-
1: have to sing kumba? <laughs> oh, do we have to laugh? No, people, you don't. You don't even need to do yoga either.
0: <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> so I, I can't s- do yoga.
1: I'm not a yoga person.
0: I, I, I do a little yin. I do a little uh, deep stretch yoga. Yeah,
1: I do a ah. That's what yeah. I do.
0: I do the deep stretch stuff. And I got to say makes it, it is really, even I'm not doing all these funny Lotus things. I'm just doing this, you know, 45 minutes of, of deep stretch. And I always feel better after doing that.
1: I play tennis and I shout.
0: Okay. But yeah. I shout a lot. Of, yeah. I run. I do. I do. a. I find, yes, I find you the rent up
1: at 530. Yeah, That's every day. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Every day. I up. read. At <laughs> I felt so bad. I got your text. I'm like, you're running. Oh my gosh.
1: I, then you notice I didn't answer. I'm like, yeah, I'm just busy.
0: <laughs> you did say, what are we doing up at this hour? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause I send all my emails in the morning and I'm like, nobody ever answers me back at this hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, but it's quiet. There's no one out.
1: It's perfect.
0: And I love them. And I'm not running fast, I, you know, a decent pace, but it's just, you know, I'm out there and it just, you know, take a stop for a second. You look around. You see people, I, I always find very interesting the people going to work at five o'clock in the morning.
1: That sounds painful.
0: And, and you know, I, I see the, regu- and it's the regulars because I see the same people every morning. So now we don't know each other. We don't know each other's names, but we... Visually, no. Yes, and so you so you get the nod, you get the wave, you get the. I know all of the Gardener guys who are out there. Fantastic. One of the Gardener guys this morning actually used a saying that I always use because when I'll say, "Hey," and I say exactly, I say, "Hey, haven't seen you in a while." And, and he's watering today and he's doing something and, and, and I didn't see him. And he makes a point of get, getting my attention. And then he goes, hey, haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. That's community. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's uh, yeah, that's good. (laughs) But it was, I think, you know, to him, it was this is the way you greet people, yeah. yeah. And he was smiling, and I was smiling, and and, and that was it. And it was that, you know, one, you know, not even a minute, twenty seconds, ten seconds of interaction. We call
1: these micro connections where we see each other. And
0: look at me, I'm smiling. I know he was smiling, and everyone's feeling good. We're we're both feeling happy, so it's. uh,
1: (laughs) And and you're probably also feeling good because what you described there is a state of flow. Hmm. When you're running, you're just like in the zone. It is, yeah. It's just you and the world, and nothing's happened yet. The day hasn't started, and you're just being.
0: Yeah. That
1: sounds very happy for this time of (laughs) (laughs) morning, but it's true. It's a source of happiness, and which is why people do sports.
0: So, so where are we at right now? Like when we talk about the world of mind and us getting into a a space, you know, I'm, I'm, and it's a weird thing, right? And and I'm not, I'm going to mention the word COVID, but we're not talking COVID because
1: it's after COVID. It's after
0: COVID, but isn't it interesting how? the world is still trying to figure out what is going on and what can we open and what aren't we going to open and who can travel and who can't travel and what are the restrictions and what aren't the restrictions. And, and
1: who's going to stick with the plan or not. Oh
0: man, you know what? And and the, 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 the collateral damage in all of this is you and me in our minds. And yes. as I sit and talk to people, very sane, very well adapted, very interesting people, they they break into a state of anxiety when you say so what's going on uh, you know what are your plans for the break and that's when they just break down and it's oh, they, they it's it's unsettling they're unsettled
1: it's unsettling but at the same time it's a delicious opportunity <laughs> okay tell
0: okay hold on hold on it's a, so frame this again just so everyone knows we're talking about Post-COVID. Post-COVID and not knowing what is in store for you from minute to minute. Yes. And not being able to necessarily make the plans like you've done in the past. And some people are going back to work. Some people have found new jobs. We'll talk about all that. Some people just want to travel and take a break and go camping. And they're not sure if they can do that because, you know, are you going to be staying? In our case, we're in the United Arab Emirates, but are you going to be in Europe? Are you going to be in Canada? People don't know.
1: Yeah so let's talk a little bit about um let's break down this group of people because i think sometimes the the temptation is to say we're all doing badly or we're all freaking out and actually that's not true so definitely there are people who are not doing well i think part of that is you know part of that economic fallout if you've lost your job you haven't been able to find something i think that's very anxiety provoking huge stress massive life transition So we can acknowledge they're there. I think there's another group of people who are like, I'm kind of used to this. I like this. I I still don't want to leave my living room. And I'm just going to travel to the kitchen. They've kind of gotten used to it, but they've found joy and comfort in that um so i'm kind of part of that group it's like i've learned so much this year i've been so productive i've watched more webinars on stuff (laughs) that i just (laughs) never thought i would i've actually had the time to look at other topics of interest that i just never had the time for because i was driving here driving there talking to people that i just didn't need to talk to, but they were there. Um, And, you know, so I think for many people, it's kind of like, this is working. I kind of like this. And then other people have just taken, have seized this moment and said, you know what, this is it. The door's open, kind of. I can just Kick in my foot the rest of the way and really do something amazing and incredible. Yeah, yeah. And we look at the statistics in, in terms of work in particular, um, and there's a lot of, you know, World Economic Forum, Gallup has done a couple of studies, a great study that came out recently by Microsoft and LinkedIn. Showing that about forty percent of people globally are planning on or very close to quitting their jobs, um, and I've seen that in the so past why, why week do you think, or two.
0: So you're, you've had, and you've had those conversations with people.
1: Yeah, and I've quit my job too.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and you know, and I think part of it is just a couple of things. One is pandemic gave us a lot of time on our hands, yeah, too much yeah. time on our hands. That's where the scoreliness came from. Um, <laughs> or that's
0: just me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I think because people had so much time and they didn't have the commutes necessarily and they didn't have these needless meetings necessarily, or they could tune out of those meetings, it's easy, right? Yes. You just turn Dude. off your camera. And I don't know how many times I sat there on mute playing the guitar. You know, it's, it's
1: like, <laughs> you're not supposed to say it out loud
0: <laughs> you know I, I remember one time I'm in a meeting we're having it I, you know everyone's got the camera I've turned off the camera and had it and I just lied down on the floor and, and you know I think I fell asleep actually oh my <laughs>
1: gosh that's hilarious <laughs> I, I turned
0: on some relaxing music and I'm listening but they, they, it was a monologue they, they weren't ever going to ask me anything so I thought you know what I might as well just listen to the re- rewind of this later. But no, I, I was listening, but
1: I, I'm one of these dutiful people. I'm like, if you're not turning your camera on, I am because our cameras are supposed to be beyond. And then I just stare at myself for the whole meeting. Of yeah. like, I hate my life.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll randomly change the backgrounds on mine. And then I'll, Oh,
1: I've oh got,
0: yeah, i got I've got cool one, stuff. I've got one from, mm hmm, which is a, a lovely service. I've got one that puts you on a ghetto blaster. And then mm-hmm. another one that puts you in a room and it's raining. I got one that's coming out of Jean Pocket. So just in the middle of a meeting where you're sitting there looking at yourself, I'll just change the background and adjust it so that people, and and then you'll get comments like that background, man. Yeah. And and
1: then there's a second meeting taking place on WhatsApp. Yeah. Is anybody listening to this? No. Can you, how how do you like my elephant ears? Yeah. Good. Wonderful.
0: Uh, Okay. Back to the squirreliness though.
1: Yeah. And and I forgot what else we were talking about
0: squirreliness and we were talking about how this is an opportunity for people to embrace change. And so many people are changing their jobs and, Yeah, so so I
1: I think, you know, in the squirreliness, as we said, you know, people really got to think about what is the meaning of my life? mm, What am I doing mm -hmm. here when you're watching somebody like you putting rain on in the background (laughs) of a Zoom meeting and you're thinking, these are minutes of my life, I'm just never gonna get back
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the purpose of this? What's the
1: purpose of this? But really it's it sort of drove home these questions for people to say, honestly, look, life is short, pandemic has showed us that. Um Things can change in a heartbeat.
0: Pan, again, yeah, life is short. We things can happen instantly. Pandemic. Things thing, things can change in a heartbeat. Pandemic.
1: And there's better ways of doing things. And, and we're pandemic. experiencing that because I we're not doing going it. Going back. <laughs> And and for some people, it's this, again, this delicious opportunity of, you know what? It's a great time to make change because everything's changing and nobody's going to notice you sneaking out the back door because everybody's running in all different directions. So do it. Um, And so lots of people have come to the conclusion that, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit my job. Now, certainly not everybody's in a position to be able to do that. I wasn't really either. I found <laughs> one right away, luckily. And, but it was on my mind. It's like, yeah. I didn't come all this way to go back the same way. Yeah. So I'm not doing 2019 again in 2021. No, not do, doing
0: do, it. You, do you think that there are a group of people who are thinking the exact same thing? What you, In fact, not do you think, you know, yeah. that there are a group of people who want to make change. So you've got the group of people who've done it. They've said, yeah, you know what? Done. I can't do this again. You've got a group of people who want to do it,
1: who are just watching the door,
0: and they're but they're just, you know. How do I take that first step? How do I take that first step? And then you got a group of people who just need
1: the opportunity, right? Right. And
0: and they're looking at things and circumstances might be telling them that okay, look, I still got a couple of kids that I'm putting through school, and I want to go in that other direction, and I know that I can do it, but and and then you know, that could potentially make them feel really depressed. It's like, I really know that I should do this, but I can't do it. And then you got the third group of people who just like things the way they are. Like, yes. Like, you and know? they
1: want to go back at the office. Yeah. They're already in the parking lot waiting yeah. to go back. Let's
0: start our meetings again, the way we used to. <laughs> Let's start teaching. Let's start our, our workflow just like we used to do.
1: And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, so I did a talk a couple of weeks ago, looking at these groups of people. So there's that one group where, yeah, you know, some people have really missed, the workplace. Yeah. <clears throat> they get along with people, they've had a good team, um, and they like, you know, the, the water cooler talk, the, the creative chats, the impromptu supports. Great. Are like fantastic. Yeah. Somebody needs to, you know, good. yeah. Uh, and and they're gonna they're gonna really enjoy going back to work. Um, and then those are those other people who, as you say, would like to make a change, but they're also just waiting to see what's everybody else gonna do yeah, and how yeah. is this all gonna roll out. But also, what is work gonna look like? And that's the transition, this magical time we're in right now, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. And I want to be in the group that is pushing to, I don't know what, I have no idea where we're going, but I know I just don't want that anymore.
0: (laughs) So here's the magical transition thing that I, that I find really interesting is that you've got a magical transition period for people Mm -hmm. where their mindset has just been rebooted and, and a lot of different doors have opened up on the way they see the world. And you've got organizations, some of them that are looking at their world whether they're you know selling computer space whether they're selling training whether they're you know workflow experts etc there's you know whatever we do who these organizations have also said hey this is a magical time for us we can recast the way we do things which poses an interesting dilemma because now you've got people who like it the way it was People who are on the ride with this organization that they're employed by, they're contracted to, that's now changing. And then and, and it, it's almost like creating a little bit of a springboard for some to say, that's the motivation I need to start thinking about another way of doing things. Because I'm I'm happy that they that the organization is changing, but I don't know if I want to change in that way. I want I want to change in a different way, so I'm gonna go find that. Yeah. happy place. I, I
1: think we're going to see, and, and we're starting to see that now, this um, magical, um, the hot potato chair. Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> we're all going to have the same
1: jobs, just all in different places with organizations that suit us best. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Gallup has put forward this wonderful model, which I read and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that. I want that. Who's going to do that? And then I'm looking around going, nobody's going to do that. This is a real shame. Well, this, but, this but becomes that other thing.
0: And, and we, I want to talk about this Gallup model because. As you said, we've got this magical opportunity this is it. to reinvent everything and anything we want because everything has been reset. We've had this this great reset. And you've got on one side organizations that are slowly trying to rebuild what they you know what so I'm talking slow, because they've got rent on a building, they've got all these desks and all these chairs and all this infrastructure. And a
1: lack of Vision.
0: Yeah, and, and and instead of saying, okay, you know what, this is going to cost us a little bit in the next 18 months, but we're going to create a totally different type. We're going to still do what we do, but we've already been shown now, and, and I love it. it, it be, well, the, the whole work from home idea is like, no one would say, oh no, we can't have half of our, three quarters of our, our, our workforce at home, it's, it's impossible. Well, we did it.
1: And we had 100% of yeah, people
0: We did it. And yeah, then, sure, you, you've got a core group of people that are going to want to come back to the office. Great. Let that core group come back. But the office doesn't have to be what it used to be anymore.
1: No. And, and I think that that's the cool part. So I, I don't think there's one model that mm. everybody needs to follow. Because it also depends on the industry you're in. Certainly in universities, it's going to be one way in marketing, business. Medicine is going to be yeah. another way, right? Everybody's going to have to figure it out. And I my wish for organizations is that they take the time to figure it out. Like, don't just go, okay, yeah. everybody back. Let's just go back to normal. Because once we hit those habits again, that's it. It's game over. We will never get that reset and no one will ever change again. Ed- so edu- it needs to be
0: now. Education is an interesting one because my, my sense is, and I'm looking at high schools and and, and you know elementary schools, and every type of school, school level has different needs and different abilities. Universities got this, it's, it's a real magical moment because you could teach now some things completely online. There's no reason why you have to have, be in a class. You could have some things that are a hybrid mm-hmm. where you, you, maybe you do most of it online, but you come in not just for exams, but for some group projects or some group things. And then you've got some things, yeah, that you, you, depending on the subject matter, you got to come right in all the time, which a year ago we weren't thinking like that. No. But now we can do it. And and I'm not so sure institutions globally are ready for that.
1: They, well, I don't know if they're ready for that, but they will need to be because the minute one institution does it, everybody's yeah. going to flock to that one and go, woohoo, we want to yeah. work with you. Um, and then people are going to look at their organizations or institutions and say, w- what, what? Yeah. Like, why, yeah. why are we still doing this? And those organizations are going to be left behind. Yeah. So there's going to be this rearranging triage as we go. And I think that's the cool piece. So let me tell you about this model. Yeah, let's Gallup hear the Gallup Gallup with. model. So Gallup has put forward this idea that organizations at this moment, fantastic time, everything's up in the air, chaotic, crazy, wonderful, to come up with what is the workplace value proposition? Hmm. And that's a fancy way of saying, why should I come back?
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. And,
1: and it sounds like a bit of an arrogant question but actually it's quite a legitimate question why should i come back so the question here is really what is the office for what is it we are meant to do there it, it's a valid question why do you want me to go back when everybody agrees we have been more productive at home hmm. now that might not be 100 percent if you're doing homeschooling full-time job cooking cleaning this didn't work for everybody so let's put that caveat there Um, And those people can go back to work. They can go back to the office. So the office is not dead. Absolutely not. But given that for many people they've been more productive at work, or sorry, at home, why don't we keep that? Because if you're paying me to go back to work to be less productive, this doesn't really make sense, right? Mm. So businesses will lose by forcing us to go back. Second piece, though, what is work for? Well, what if work or what if office work, what if group work were for exactly that? Work is where we go to connect with people, not just at a social level or to be friendly and to be happy and to have little you know, hall conversations, but work is designed. So let's kind of back up a little bit. We look at the work week, for example. We find the days of most overlap where people, most people are there. Let's say it's a Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, managers curate group experiences. Hmm. So on that day, uh, maybe you're solving an industry challenge. Maybe you're solving uh, or working together on a particular project, but you need people to be able to do that. Anything you could do at, at home, go home and do it. W- yeah. Why are you here? It's going to take you 10 times longer. This is very inefficient and unproductive. And so work becomes where you go to do anything with other people. You don't have a desk. You don't need one. You don't have a chair because you're going to be walking around chit-chatting and <laughs> you're standing at a board and coming up yeah. with ideas. You don't need one. So that real estate can be cut down, but also it's really a time to harness relationships. So it could be a time for mentoring. It could be a time for meeting with your team one-on-one, talking about managers now. It could be a time to do learning and development. It could be a time to be connecting with your competitors and Mm -hmm. saying, we're all paying for 10 guest speakers a year to talk on the same thing. This yeah. is stupid. Why don't we just all <laughs> hire a big hall and get that one person in to you know, do this training? So I think we're going to see much more of these hybrid group um, synergistic approaches. Mm. And, and that's amazing because we've never done it. We've assumed in the past that if you're all sitting in the same room, cubicles, death of humanity <laughs> that somehow ta-da! you're all going to like each other you're all going to talk you're all going to be creative you're all going to come up with amazing ideas no the only thing that happens is dead silence and everybody ends up hating each other that's been my experience <laughs> with group work it doesn't work but if we saw each other less often maybe we'd like each other more if we saw each other for the purpose of solving a problem or addressing an opportunity Maybe we could actually do that. Uh, So I think it's this idle time that actually undermines relationships. It's the lack of, what are we doing, that undermines that group work and being able to find these solutions and and harness the power of many people together. Um, So I'm I'm really quite excited about this. It's like, let me stay at home and do what I do at my kitchen table. And anything I can't do there, that's the day I'll go in.
0: It sounds to me like a lot of the pressure for this to happen falls on managers. Exactly. so
1: Their role is going to need to change dramatically. And I think that's where the pushback is. Because mm. let's be honest, prior to pandemic, the number one reason why people quit their jobs, ta-da, managers. And look, I'm very sympathetic to managers. They have a miserable job. I certainly wouldn't want it. They're the sandwich, right? (laughs) They're the filler in the sandwich.
0: (laughs) Pressure. Uh, Every manager's going, yeah, exactly. I feel pressure from
1: the bottom. Like it's it's not a nice place to be. Often they're not trained. They were. This is my this is
0: my big you know big bugbear is that managers sort of rise to that position. but and they and it's,
1: it's not their fault. I yeah. mean, they were promoted into these positions because they were good at something else. Yeah. But being good at that doesn't mean you're good at this. So I think that that role was changing anyways. And now it's going to have to change again yeah. to them being almost like teachers. Not teaching, but doing the experiential activity part of the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be what they're going to need to curate coach make sure it's kind of like a party planner
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you're right (laughs)
1: hey everybody it's wednesday okay you know lunch is here sandwiches are there here's group activity from 9 to 11 from 12 to 2 then we're gonna have a mingle hour find out who's doing what walk around introduce yourselves and then we're gonna wrap up the day at four o'clock
0: and i I think a
1: huge job i
0: think if the activities that were brought together to do in those organizations they're real things they're like okay yeah, we've, yeah, we've they're all they're done this work here's all this stuff okay now we want to work on how do we create better workflow when we're dealing with customers and we have xyz issue we're we're failing at this or when people are coming into our institution when they're onboarding how do we make a better onboarding experience and i think in that sense if we did that all the time and we looked at, okay, what are the big issues? And everyone knows what the issues are. How are we going to deal with that?
1: And we never deal with the big issues because no. we're stuck dealing with the little issues yeah. every single day. Whereas if you just go home, <laughs> go home and put in a load of laundry, right? Yeah. Get your priorities straight. We could probably deal with those big issues because yeah. on that day you're there, there's nothing else for you to do. Yeah. You don't have a desk.
0: And if it's meaningful and people feel like they're part of that meaningful... There's a reason
1: to be there now. Yeah. You're not just going to show your face.
0: People feel good about where they work then. Yeah. They're happy.
1: I actually think this is going to drive engagement up. So when I read this model, I'm like,
0: oh, I want to work in a place (laughs) like that. I totally want to work in a place like that.
1: Let me do what I do best because I work fine on my own. You don't need to supervise me. But give me a reason to come there and to contribute to something meaningful. I would love that.
0: I, I, who wouldn't? It. I think everyone's putting their hand up and saying, "Yeah, sign me up!" Like, yeah, yeah,
1: that's why we come to work. So,
0: how do we get organizations to buy into the fact that they have permission to update themselves?
1: I think there's big organizations doing it already. So, mm. this week, I think two or three days ago, I think it was Deloitte of the Big Four yeah. um, came out and said, "Work wherever you want, whenever you want. We don't care." <laughs> and all the, other, the the other three were like oh no, please don't do that. So now there's pressure on them to do the same because if they don't, people will vote with their feet, walk out, Deloitte is like, woohoo, we have our pickup (laughs) talent, like (laughs) this rocks. They can have anybody they want. So I think as more and more organizations do it, others will be forced to do it because Mm. people are going to go, look, you wanting me to come and sit here from nine to five when down the road they're doing this? No thanks. And I can't wait for that to happen. So organizations will be forced to change whether they like it or not. Ideally, we want them to do it of their own will, sort it out at their own pace in a way that meets their own needs now rather than be forced to later. That's going to be hard later.
0: How, how do we, how do we, so do you think, when I say how do we, do you think that constant change? And rapid change is going to become more of a commonality, is the norm now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think, um, you know, for those people who want things to stay the way they have been, I think there's still space for them. So there are some institutions that, look, if you're a dentist, you're a dentist. I mean, that's just the job. that You can't really vary that. Uh, Dentist might disagree. Um, But I, I think there are some that will need to remain in that traditional model, and many will not. Hmm. So I think there's going to be a space for everybody, but it's going to be that hot potato chair, yeah. right? It's like, where do I go? Everybody's moving.
0: D- do you get a sense also from conversations, you know, you were back home, you're, you're here, you're, you talk to a lot of people that... And and you did allude to the fact that you've heard so many people are quitting their jobs, mm-hmm. changing. and I, I think quitting is the wrong word, changing jobs, yes, and not yes. necessarily changing to the same thing. So you know, the hairdresser or the the teacher who decides, hey, you know what, I've got a passion for food, or you know what, I'm really good at real estate, or you know what, I'm really good in fitness, and I'm gonna you know, give up my hairdressing career and I'm now going into fitness or, or, you know, dog walking or, you know, boutique uh, pet food manufacturing or, you know, the list goes on and on. Do you get a sense that a lot of people, because of the change that's coming about and because of the way things have happened it's caused them to, to get giddy and say, well, oh, why not give Yay. it a try? What have I got to lose?
1: Yeah. I think a number of things have happened. So one, it's back to that squirreliness, right? We've all had a lot of time on our hands and, and, You know, when you're bored during pandemic, you Google. (laughs) What are people doing? Oh, I've always wondered about this. Oh, I should look this up. Oh, hey, there's a webinar on blah, blah, blah. I think for the first time, we've had time to explore our other interests. Um, Certainly, that's been the case for me. I've always been interested in the environment, but just kind of like, hi, tree, hi, nature. This year, I'm like, no, I have time. I have time on my hands. My commute uh, return was an hour and a half generally so an hour and a half times five days I had a whole extra day so I looked up a lot of stuff and now I'm looking at um, this new concept we call sustainable happiness. So mm-hmm. this has actually launched me.
0: Sustainable happiness.
1: Yeah, this has launched me in different directions. So I think many people have done this. As you say, You know, maybe they spent more time cooking and they're like, hey, I'm actually good at this. You know what? Yeah. We're going to open up a food delivery, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy to change when everything's changing. The other thing, I think the world, it, climate change is a, is a big deal. And it's always mm-hmm. been a big deal. But I think people now are aware of these massive global changes and just how important they are. And I think our next pandemic is climate change. So I think the the state of the world has changed as well. And that's caused people to go, oh, man, we're not done here. We have have more transitions ahead. Okay. So what is going to put me in a good position, either financially or with flexibility? Or, again, life is short what do I want to do? So a lot of people are really using this moment wisely to say, I only got one life. Yeah. What are we going to do here?
0: Interesting. What do you think the backlash is going to be to that? I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way, but what do you think, you know, it sounds great. What's, what's stopping us?
1: I, I think there's, well, so I'll, I'll jump in the word backlash. Um, I think there are going to be, a lot of pain points so pain um, points what do you mean pain points some industries are just going to die yeah and have died and are maybe not necessarily going to come back so i i just i was in canada for 3 weeks in alberta oil and gas country oh dear oh dear
0: real estate in calgary must be just
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but there's this whole population of people who are clinging on to this idea that oil will stay oil and gas is the way to go and I'm thinking man it's actually sad because it's like the writing is on the wall this is dead it might not be dead now but a year two years three years how much is left not much use this time to start retraining looking for new directions and like get on it this is the moment don't wait in three years to do that because it's going to be too late and everybody while you weren't everybody else was and they're moving on so I think those are going to be the pain points is the people who are clinging on to this know things Mm -hmm. will go back to normal. Some things might. Many things won't. Um, And this is really going to require us to start being more agile, being able to just kind of roll with it and not take ourselves so seriously.
0: (laughs) I guess if we can feed ourselves, if we can pay the mortgage, if we can afford to go on a holiday, if we can put the kids through school, if we we can make those basic revenues then who wouldn't do something different, right? Do you think that's the big problem? Especially, you know, I'm going to use oil and gas and Mm. and Calgary as the example. Oil and gas industry pays really well. And so you got folks who have leveraged themselves out and they're going, yeah, I can go and I can do welding and make fences and work on garage doors and et cetera, but I'm not going to make the cash and I'm making out on a rig.
1: No, you're not.
0: That becomes the issue.
1: And that's the answer. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know, just but <laughs> if you don't, but if you don't transition, you also won't. Yeah. So, so you the, know, and it's that's a tragic. A, that's not
0: sustainable happiness if you're not willing to make a change because you're going to be on those ups and downs. And oh yeah, I lost my job. And oh no, there's no work. And oh yeah, I can't find work in this. And yeah, because you need to change your work. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And and to be fair, so while I was there, I know a few people who um, there's a. Is it government? (laughs) Anyway, we'll leave government out of this. Um, But I know there are a number of training, retraining programs specifically for people in oil and gas right now to be learning about AI, machine learning, tech, um, because that is the next, I don't want to call it a pandemic, the next wave, let's say, technological advancements. Um, And so you know people who are these early adopters are like oh my gosh get on the bandwagon yeah. because that the oil patch is dead yeah <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> on that <laughs> <discouraging>.
0: <laughs> and where do you go from that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know so i'm going to go back to the, the little comment i dropped and i dropped it on purpose we can't take ourselves too seriously
0: yeah do, do you think that's also the problem? Is, is I, I we think it
1: is. We define ourselves by our roles, our identities, uh. our professions, and it's like you know what? Never mind. <laughs> You're just Jack. You're Bob. But but really, you know. So a lot of these again, I go back to the oil and gas industry, and you know, and this ties into pandemic and the yeah, it, it, there's kind of an ugly situation going on there. But people are clinging. Are we talking identity? the ugly situation
0: with the pandemic and
1: yeah, and the anti-vax and the yeah. racism and the oh uh, yeah, yeah, and and people are clinging to this identity and I I want and I'm looking going but you're an immigrant too, just by the way, in <laughs> case okay, so you hadn't noticed, you know, um, but let go. Yeah, this is a different world we live in, and you can cling to that all you like, but you will lose and and we need to not take ourselves too seriously see ourselves as part of a big movement of humanity and we're just going to need to roll with it we're going to need to learn how to get along and we're going to need to learn how to be more responsible towards the environment because it, we're there <laughs> we're there um gosh, this is depressing
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, turn right, on the yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are just like, oh man, what a downer. Like uh, <laughs> karaoke? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, but you know what? This, this sounds like a doomsday for us <laughs> to tell us. I, <laughs> no, I, rea- I need teacups. And I, I just TV. read this doomsday book and it's, <laughs> oh man, that, uh, oh, it was, it's a horrible book actually. It's a great book because it's, it's written by this, this dude who's a historian mm. and it's, it's a, what if a um, electronic pulse device was to go off in America? And so it's, it, the book's titled One Second After. Mm. And it it goes for a year of what happens when everything we use that runs off of computers no longer works. So that's cars, that's everything. I mean, that's... And what happens? We're screwed. And that's what the book's about. Yeah. And it's depressing. What we're talking about is not depressing because we're talking about, hey, you know what? We have this opportunity. And, and actually, we're, when, I'm, when I'm listening to all this and it's like, you know, we got so much going on. I think the, that the challenge for us, for someone like you, for someone like me, is we're looking at these opportunities and we're excited and we're looking forward and we're saying, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going over there. And
1: and I'm scared too.
0: Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, you came in today, and I'm I'm, ta- I'm talking to you about the fears that I've got, and it's like, hold on. There's it.
1: It is scary, and you it doesn't know, always work. So, no, it doesn't. And
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, boy, we're just really different. So, today. so, but, but but we have no other option.
0: Yeah. The, we can, yes, it's we cling to the comfortable. I mean, we we cling to comfortable and that's why people are I think that's why organizations and and a lot of people are going, "But I like the way it was. Are we going to go back to normal?" No, we're never going back to that it's normal. Done too. It's it's it, but that was a comfortable. I was comfortable in that. Yeah, because it was predictable and you knew where things were going and it and it was slow. And because it was slow, it was very easy to maneuver through. Things have changed. Now they're fast. Decisions happen and fast. Faster. and and they're getting faster. And there's it's it's unpredictable. You don't know.
1: And and we haven't even talked about AI yet. No, like, th- this like, is the <laughs> next thing. So you know, when we talked about post COVID, I'm like, oh yeah, that that's done. Never mind. Yeah. We're already past that. Uh, next is climate change, AI. Um, you know, changing workplaces like. Oh, my God, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so much is going to be changing. And I think it, it is difficult. And it, look, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning having a panic attack sometime going, Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then I think, okay, you can panic your way through or you can just say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but let's just, yeah. let's just walk and see.
0: The, the two words you used at the very beginning, sustainable happiness. Yeah. Do you think... As we, because that's what we're we're gearing towards. Do you think, in a sense, we have to reintroduce ourselves to what is happiness? And and I mean, and on a on a very broad level, we know what makes us happy. You know, hey, am am I able to have time to do the things I want to do? Can I sit down and, and make myself something to eat? Can I watch something on TV? I mean, all those are 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 things that generally can help make us happy and and create an environment that allows us to do other things. Time is another thing. Again, all things we've been introduced to. Mm -hmm. Do you think we need... And so where I'm taking this back to with the idea of sustainable happiness and, and everything we've just been saying, to me it sounds like we need... To rethink and to relearn for ourselves, because I think for so long we haven't been happy. Yep. What 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 is happiness? And what when we talk about sustainable happiness? Well, hold on. What is happiness? And and as opposed to saying, well, it's that happy face I put on my hand or my arm. Yep. How is this really important to our larger well-being, which is family, public, private? Work, all of these things that come together, and I so I taken aback. Do you think we need to relearn what happiness is?
1: Yes, <clears throat> and that sounds weird because you think, well, everybody knows what happiness is. Actually, we don't. <laughs> There's
0: a lot of people who aren't happy. I got I see them all the time. It's like, man, I'm...
1: no. Or we're trying to get happiness through means that we've been told will work. Yeah. Um, so just this morning, I'm um, working on a talk I'm going to be doing soon about this notion of sustainable happiness so this is um Catherine O'Brien I give her credit she's the one who came up with the idea in Canada and she looks at how do we combine the knowledge we have around positive psychology and you know the notions of happiness which I'll address in a minute and sustainability so how do we make choices that will lead to happiness now and later for myself and you as well So, it's thinking about happiness at a a much more broader level. Today, the notion of happiness that we have is buy these shoes. (laughs) You need this lipstick. You need this big five star apartment. You need this, you need that, you need that. Man, you don't need nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You need good relationships. You need to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. You need to have good friends. You need to have worthwhile activities, which could be cycling in the desert. It could be reading amazing books. It could be um, opportunities to learn new um, skills, using our talents, cooking, playing the violin, whatever. Um, but I think it's coming back to the basics. These are not new ideas, but we have really gotten lost in the past couple of decades yeah, yeah. with consumption, you know, buying. Consumerism. You know, the, I mean, the, it's the, good. It the runs The 80s. Yeah. yeah. Buy, 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 buy. And we've reached a point now where all this junk yeah. okay you know what i was yeah, going to say yeah, yeah. that we've buy- we've been buying we have no more place for it yeah landfills are full we're cutting down trees at an exponential rate um you know how many white rhinos are left in the world <laughs> two
0: really yeah. two
1: And these are things we don't see because the system is designed for you not to see the consequences of what you do.
0: No one goes and walks around the landfill. No. Go walk around there for an hour. And in
1: fact, I think it might even be illegal for you to go (laughs) to it, It's designed for you not to see the consequences of all of your choices. And so we walk around thinking, we're good, it's fine, it's wonderful. And the truth is, we've arrived. You know, I remember um, when I was in high school, and this will be whatever the math is, 20, I'm going to say 20 years ago, it's a little more than that. But, you know, this idea of climate change, it was like down there, in the future, um, a long ways away. And I think we keep thinking that's the case. Mm -hmm. Last year, the UN uh, released a massive report for the first time, where they asked researchers from all around the world, give us the state of the environment, and it was the first time they'd done that on that big a scale, and everybody got quite a shock. It's worse than we thought. Mm. We're there. So it's not something that's coming. We're there. We have no choice. And so when we come back to this idea of change, you not change. That's up to you. But we have to no matter what. So why don't we find a way to do it willingly, with joy, with <laughs> meaning and yeah. purpose, and there's ways to do that. Do, do you, and, you think if and we, it is relearning what happiness means?
0: If we, you know, do you think one of the core elements is if we know and understand, and we can buy into our place in everything, then hey, you could be happy with the way things are going. Yeah. But if you don't know what your place is, and you don't know what your role is, and you don't know if anything that you do matters. It's hard to be happy about it. Well, I'm just doing. I'm just going through the motions and maybe it'll work. Maybe, but if, if you realize it, you can be happy about yourself. And I, I did my part.
1: And I think, you know, again, we come back to this delicious transition. Yeah. I think doing everything online, work from wherever you want, people are finding their place. And that's this big upheaval. And it can be really scary, but it can also be a real opportunity to find your tribe, hmm. find your cause, find your lifestyle, find your way find your country. People are working. People are moving to all these random places with their laptop, pop it open, sit on the beach, work. We can do anything today. Um, now that might be a little bit out of reach for the, you know, guy who's got four kids or, you know, whatever, but we've all got this opportunity. This is it. And if you wait even a couple of months, we're going to be back to normal too late. It's very hard to change when everything's back to normal yeah. it's practically impossible it's so this is it. a
0: wonderful transition time. It's a, yeah. it's a chance to start doing those other things and to start playing with it and start saying, "Okay, why why have I not done this before?" and
1: and to really think about what matters. Yeah. I've become more conscious of sustainability this year than I ever have and and I feel as much as I feel discouraged and like, "Oh, we're screwed. We're totally screwed." <laughs> At the same time, I feel like <sighs> I found my purpose. Yeah. I found my purpose. This is it. Like this is it. Have we you arrived. met other? Have you met I others who purpose. have you met
0: others who are feeling the same way? Like part So of-
1: a lot of people in positive psychology, I think the field is splintering a little bit. So there's still some who are like happy, happy. You know, <laughs> oh, I just want to smack them. It's like just, just stop it, <laughs> stop it already. And then there's another group that's like, okay, you can't just be happy on your own. Yeah. We need to be thinking of community and society and. And nations, and we need to be looking at the bigger picture, and that includes ecology, and all of this needs to fit together. If you're only going to do it on your own, that's the problem right now. Right. Everybody's doing their own little thing. Everybody's doing that, I want my rights. You know, again, I went yeah. to Canada, and everyone's like, I want to do what I want to do. No, you can't. This is the one time you (laughs) just need to suck it up and put your stupid mask on and go get vaccinated already. Like, duh, it made me so angry. But we need to move away from this me, me, me. And that came with consumerism. And Mm -hmm. that also, we need to move away from that. And so you can be forced. You can do it willingly. I don't know. But we all have choices to make right now.
0: Wow. There we go. Mm -hmm. That's it. That makes it easy. Yes. You've summed it up. Yeah. Louise Lambert, always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been great. How do we find you? How do people find where you're doing They it?
1: can go to happinessmatters.org and yeah. Uh, yeah, or on LinkedIn, hit me up wherever. When, when does your I'm next friendly.
0: when do your next podcast series start?
1: Uh, this week. This week. But they won't be released for a little while, but I'm already starting to do interviews and our next interview is on um, spirituality nice. and meaning and well-being. There we go. Yeah.
0: Dr. Louise Lambert joining us here on the Catching Up Podcast. My name's James Pikeway. You want to get in touch, James at JamesCast.com. We'll talk to you again real soon. So long for now.